Welcome to the See Differently Project with your host, Renee Balcom. Over the next hour, you'll learn what you should expect from your care provider and how to take charge of your care needs. Hear from the experts. Now, here's Renee Balcom. Hello, everybody. I'm so happy to be back here this week. Uh, this is Renee Balcom, and I'm here today with my good friend, um, Helen Ornelas. Um, Helen and I became associates years ago, and through that relationship, uh, uh, have now found a great friendship, and I'm just honored to have her here. I want to tell you a little bit about her. So Helen is the founder of Ornelas and Associates. She's been in the um, uh, uh, care insurance industry for 23 years, maybe a little more than that, maybe about 24 years. She's very passionate. Helen's focus is about bringing insurance uh, services into the business owner. So for our business owners that are out there today, pay close attention. But she's passionate about making certain that your business, that you are uh, adequately covered and that your employees are, ca are cared for. You have a strong succession plan and, and how to manage your business and your estate in continuation. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. Helen is also the president of SAHU, which is the Sacramento Association of Health Underwriters. And um, we're going to talk a little bit about that so everyone understands that program. But most importantly today, we're going to talk about how important it is to have a relationship with your insurance broker and why that's important. So welcome, Helen. Thank you for being here with me. Yeah, thank you, Renee. It's always fun chatting with you. We could talk for hours and never get to the end. <laughs> yeah, it's so it's so good. Helen also has a podcast that's been a little bit on hiatus, but she was telling me before we came on air that she's uh, they're bringing it back on and. Um, it's life with Helen. So when that's when that's ready, we'll make certain and get that into the marketplace. But it's a great, great podcast. She brings a lot of information uh, out to the universe. So I'm excited about that. But Helen, so let's, you know, we just went through open enrollment. So for those that don't know what that is or don't realize what that is, it's the sure. period of time in the calendar. And correct me if I'm wrong, the period of time in the calendar that you can by change your insurance. Is that right? Yeah. You know, before we get started, CMS has a requirement. So I want to follow the rules here and just kind of get it out of the way that um, Ornelas and Associates and Helen Ornelas are not affiliated with the United States government or federal Medicare program, not endorsed by government agencies. We do not offer every plan available in your area. Currently, we represent 388 organizations, which offer 12,962 products. Please contact Medicare.gov, 1-800-MEDICARE, or your local state health insurance program, SHIP, to get information on all of your options. There you go. All right. Thank you. So that's out of the way. Legal. <laughs> Pardon me? Now we're, now we're totally legal. Yes, we are. But, you know. Yeah. No, so, uh, yeah. So uh, open enrollment, which is called the annual enrollment period for Medicare. We're just on the other side of that. It's uh, February 15th through December 7th for an effective date of January 1, 2024. And that's an opportunity to make a change if you're on a Medicare Advantage plan and your drug plan, but not your supplemental plan. So a lot of people get kind of get confused. And um, yeah, so uh, it's a time for a change. And 
uh, if you're not using a broker, I hope after we get done with the show today that for those of them that are not, that they find somebody who can help them uh, in the future. And I'm going to give us a lot of reasons why you should have an advocate uh, for uh, your plan and just for you as you get older. There's a lot of other things they can help you out with yeah. if they're a good broker. <laughs> I want to back up a second because I think I heard you say February 15th, but it's October. October 15th. Yeah. October 15th through December 7th Okay, for an effective date of January 1st. Okay, yeah. Cause when I heard February, I'm thinking, Oh okay. yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. That was just a, a mistake. Yeah, I just want to clarify. Yeah. Thanks. Cause I don't, I don't want everyone suddenly going around. No, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Believe me. <laughs> Once was enough a year. So yeah, in fact, I want to talk a little bit about this whole the broker and and frankly even the marketing of Medicare because just as we've in just a few minutes we've already shown this disclaimer that the Center for Medicare and Medicaid requires right and right. we're kind of bombarded with this marketing information during a period of the year and I mean there's a bombardment right I mean I, it's it's all year. Um, I will tell you recently they've cleaned up those commercials on TV where they're not going to come wash your car and, you know, pet your dog for you and, you know, do all those things. Um, if you've noticed, those commercials are, are uh, much more in line with what they can really offer you. Uh, one of the first things that I share with my clients and even this, during the enrollment process is uh, stop watching the commercials. Don't listen to your neighbors and friends and family, don't answer the phone because everybody's situation is unique to them, both financially and health-wise. And that's why you need someone who's going to be an advocate for you when they're going to find a plan that works best for you. And that's every year. Um, and so I send out you know, messages throughout the year. If you get a phone call or your neighbor's telling you some you know, super duper plan that's out there, just give me a call so we can talk about it. And just remind you that you're on the right plan for you at this time in your life. Yeah. And I think that's really important. You know, two things occur to me as you're talking. One, I turned 65 last year. Right. In Medicare eligible and literally just kind of got bombarded with mail and calls and, you know, just all kinds of information about it, which to be honest with you is confusing, right? It's there's a lot of I think in some ways conflicting information, but I'm going to have you clarify some of that. Sure. Also as a healthcare advocate, my agency, Renee and company, we work a lot with the senior community and um, in that work, you know, we see our clients switching, switching carriers oftentimes at a time when it's just not beneficial for them. Right. To and in fact, they may find that their provider isn't even covered by their new insurance, right? So, but they don't realize that until January rolls around, they go to the doctor, they have a crisis or a procedure and they're told, oh, you're not covered, right? So it's, it's complicated. And it's it compl is. It's, it's one of the biggest things we review once a year. Um, so it's such a huge topic. I'm just going to kind of dive in a little bit if you're okay I with that. Yeah. So uh, when a client, you know, calls in who is a new client to me and they want to make a change or even my own clients, uh, we have a, a really good software program where we put information in and it just kind of shows what the best plans are for that particular person. But the one thing that we really do, and if they're um, good where they are, that's great. No need to make a change, right? Um, 
we also put their doctors in and their and all of their providers and we have to make sure that if they're going to make a change that every single one of those doctors are going to be in the nets network um for a healthy person and they rarely go it's a, it's a little bit easier to move them but i was i'll share with you i had uh some lady call me and her and her husband wanted to make a change uh he had seven doctors she had five and he was in the middle of, or is in the middle of a health event, right? And she was adamant about changing. And I just shared with her that I didn't think, and then I asked her why she wanted to make a change was a problem with the doctors. And she's like, oh, you know, I got to drive 20 miles to go see my doctors. Well, okay. Um, you know, I think you need to drive the 20 miles because there was no other provider that had all their doctors in the network. So you know, my recommendation to her was to get through care and let's talk about options for next year. But for right now, and she was very adamant for me to move her and I actually had to refuse. And I gave her a couple of carriers to call directly because um, uh, and she could talk to them more about what they could offer. Um, I rarely do that. But when a client is not kind of like paying attention to what the advice I'm giving them, um, you know, there's only so much we can do. So you you too. Yeah, it does. (laughs) But yeah, you know, so it's it's very important that we review uh, the doctors, the hospitals and the drugs uh, every year, once a year. And um, and that's why it's important working with a broker, because a broker has uh, usually uh, a variety of carriers and they have a software system where they can put in your information and it starts to dial down what's the best for you. And I, again, I just really want to reiterate that to the audience because we we had literally just this week, we had an example where um, we understood the, the our client to have changed um, their carrier um, without consult, right? And, right. And this client is literally in the middle of a healthcare crisis. And, and unfortunately, the care... Uh, coordinator at the hospital uh, came back with a denial on his insurance. And it was like, what do you mean a denial? Like, I'm not kidding. He's in the middle of a procedure. And and it's an expensive, expensive procedure, right? And these people are in their 80s. This isn't, you know, anything that they can manage. So when they get into their 80s and 90s, I mean, there's a lot of healthy people that are, you know, very much cognitively aware and everything, but I'm super careful when those people call in and want to make a change, um, I try and get a family member involved just to make sure that everyone's on the same page with making a change just for that reason. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, the, unfortunately we hope and think that, um, uh, care planners in the hospitals and in, uh, uh, skilled care are also in tune with what's going on with their patients. Parents, right. But, they are not. They're not educated about it. They're not aware of it. And they'll just say, well, this was good. And they're going to send an invoice directly to the patient, right? And right. So, so, again, it's it's confusing and layered. And, frankly, I think there's a lot of people that can just kind of, well, you know, I did my job. I checked. And not take the next step and say, wait a minute, we're on. Part of the work that we do is just that. Like, how can this be? What's going on? And we just push through for our client. And again, we will go directly to their broker like yourself and say, right. tell us what. Right. 
Um, part of our work is to make certain that we can we bridge that relation to that connection and make certain the client does come back to their broker. So, um, so just so that we can review. So always use your broker. If you're of a certain age, I would recommend, I think Helen, you just said you recommend that there's a sponsor, whether it's your adult child or a neighbor or care overseer of some sort, also weighs it because there's a lot of information to, yeah, right? Okay. okay. Yes. Yeah. And then can you also share, you know, because, you know, I think, I think this whole process can be a little bit confusing. Tell us the difference between like advantage and not Medicare advantage and not having a Medicare advantage. What is that? How does straight? Yeah. straight is that so I'll kind of give the like, you know, Medicare 101. And, okay. and that is that uh, original Medicare consists of uh, parts A, B and D. And when you have that, then you are eligible to sign up for uh, an Advantage plan, which is like an HMO, and that's where your doctor, hospital, and medications are all wrapped up into one plan. Uh, you will have out-of-pocket deductibles. Uh, it's kind of pay-as-you-go. You might have some co-pays for seeing specialists, you know, x-ray, CT scans, all that type of stuff. So the premiums may be very lower, maybe lower, but then when you start using the plan, then you're going to um, co-insure and have some out-of-pocket expense. Okay. And um, then you have a supplemental plan and a drug plan. And that's kind of what I call lane two. And a supplemental plan uh, usually uh, takes care of the other 20% that original Medicare does not take care of. You pay a monthly premium. And you will have a deductible, a one-time Part B deductible, from, but from there, um, your services that are covered by Medicare are usually covered um, at 100%. Okay. And then um, and, because we can't possibly leave that complexity alone, what's the donut? What's the donut? Oh, yeah. Let, yeah. Hold on a second. Let me finish with this one. <laughs> so when you have a... Uh, Supplemental plan, it does allow you to use that plan anywhere in the United States that accepts Medicare, as opposed to an HMO is usually uh, limited to a geographical area. Okay. And so that's one of the good reasons. Then um, if you have a supplemental plan, you'll need a drug plan. And uh, a drug plan is driven by your prescriptions. And we have software for that too. We put your prescriptions in and we do an analysis and um, and that's why it's so important to look at those every year because formularies change. Mm -hmm. um, the, the whole uh, Part D and all the different ways that it works um, is a different radio show <laughs> because it gets very complicated. But when you work with a broker, they'll, they'll take the time to kind of walk you through it. So you have your deductible. A lot of plans have a deductible and some of the prescriptions are um, exempt from that deductible and some are not. So mm -hmm. to kind of explain the donut hole, as it's called, um, it's just a period that if you, uh, your, your prescriptions, what you pay and what the carrier pays falls into a certain amount, then you're going to pay a little bit more until you get to the catastrophic phase, which I think is like $8,000 this year. And then your prescriptions go uh, very low, if anything. I will say nowadays, very rarely do I have clients that fall into that area um, anymore. And so, um, yeah, again, and it as often as we used to, I would say a few years, 
three or four years ago, we saw that a lot. And we would get those calls and right. would direct them to a broker, right? Because we don't yes. sell insurance. We don't know anything about insurance. We just work with our client, right? Right. And so, so we would redirect that. And I don't think we hear it as much as you're saying. I don't think we hear that. As well, much. I think with technology and uh, again, you know, using a broker, that person's going to take time to put your medications in and run them through and find the best options. And then you guys work together to kind of, you know, work out what it's going to cost throughout the year. And so if you are going to fall into that, you know, so-called donut whole plan, you're going to know ahead of time what that's going to look like. So it's not going to be a surprise, right? You're going to know in June, July, or August that things are going to go up for a while and then potentially go back down. So um, thank God for technology and software because it's really helpful in helping um, our beneficiaries uh, understand what, what the year is going to look like in January, if not earlier. Well, and one of the very reasons I like having this subject on the show, not just because I like having you, but... Right. So I think it's important, you know, for those people that are not for, uh, you know, adult children of aging parents that maybe are not eligible for Medicare, they have no idea. They're probably getting their insurance through their through their work, their employment insurance. Right. And they have no idea that this discipline and the need for their parents to interface on this at a higher level even exists, right? I've got to tell you, honestly, I didn't realize that with my own mother and I'm in this business. Right. They're, they're signaling us for a break here, Helen. But when we get back, I want to, I want to focus a little bit more on that and, okay. talk, and talk about again, um, the importance Actually, the necessity, it's not even just important, it's necessary to really understand this process because all too often mistakes are being made and people are being left either uninsured or with a tremendous out-of-pocket expense that maybe could have been avoided. Would you you agree to that? Yeah, I'd like to, I've got a big statement I'd like to share with you afterwards, so I'm excited to, to get back to it after the break. And cut us to a break right now, but I'm really, really happy to have you on in this meeting and in this discussion. Because, Thank you. You know, again, I think it's so important. And unfortunately, I'm in a business where I get those crisis. We get that those crisis calls, right? Right. You know, something's going on, and so it's uh, it's really hard sometimes for families. And and then we have a whole host of people that don't have uh, families looking out for right. Them. So anyway, so I think I think we're getting ready to cut to a break. You guys come back, listen to more of this conversation. We're excited that everyone is here. Um, I'm here with my guest, Helen Ornelas, founder and president of Ornelas and Associate, 23 plus year veteran of the health insurance business. And um, she's got so much to share and so much to talk to us about and and how to navigate with your broker, you know, how to how to come to that meeting uh, prepared and equipped with some important questions and make certain that you're working with the right people. So we'll be right back. And uh, uh, this is an open line call-in show. So if you have questions for Helen, please, please call in. We're looking forward to hearing from you and we'll be back in a few seconds. Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. 
The See Differently Project will deliver us out of the echo chamber that we live in and educate and empower our listeners about the business of care. The care industry, from cradle to grave, encompasses a multitude of service providers. Some of these providers must have licenses, and some do not. It depends on the state you reside in. Nonetheless, this multi-trillion dollar industry continues to grow. Money exploited from consumers through this industry in 2022 exceeded $63 billion. Our mission at the See Differently Project is to educate and empower our listeners by bringing guests on who are professional experts in their care field, opening the dialogue, informing our listeners, and answering your questions. You will walk away with a new perspective and empowerment over your care needs. The See Differently Project is hosted by Renee Balcom, the nation's leading healthcare advocate, on Fridays at 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Welcome back to the See Differently Project. Have a question for Renee or her guest? Join us on the show at 866-472-5787. That's 866-472-5787. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. Listeners, this is an interactive show. I know some of you are sitting out there with questions for Helen Ornelas, our guest today, who's the owner and founder of Ornelas & Associates and an amazing veteran of the insurance business and in the Medicare uh, industry. So please, please, if you have questions, comments, the show is called the See Differently Project. If you have a difference of opinion and you can enlighten us, please call in and let's have the conversation. So Helen, back to you. Yeah. So left- go ahead. I was going to say we left off with you wanting to share some some important direction for all of us. So I'm looking forward to hearing from you. Yeah. So uh, when you are looking for a broker. Uh, when you first enroll, and this goes more for people that are getting their supplemental and drug plan, if your broker is only going to enroll you in your supplemental plan and tells you to get your drug plan on your own, then you have the wrong broker, okay? Because you need a broker who's going to commit to you as a, a long-time client relationship. Purchasing your supplemental plan, but your drug plan is actually the most important thing that needs to be monitored every year. And it's what we get paid the least on. And it's why a lot of brokers don't even want to mess with it. Right. Mm -hmm. So I had a client. So you, you want to be with a broker who's going to look at your drug plan every year during open enrollment to make sure uh, you're on the right plan. I had uh, a couple um, in their mid seventies and Uh, They referred to me by their CPA and nobody had looked at their drug plan for four years. Uh, The broker wasn't interested, told them to kind of go find it on their own and figure it out. So 
when we looked at their drug plan and they only took like one prescription each, I mean, it was, you know, a very easy case. Um, we ended up saving them $4,500 on the year. That's a lot of money in retirement, right? Well, it's a lot of money anytime. But they thought at first that what I was sharing with them was impossible, right? And so I kind of had to really share a lot of information with them to feel comfortable. And then they were just so grateful. And, um, and that's what your broker should be doing. They should be checking in with you every year. I even do what I call community service work. And that's when people refer me um, people. And they're usually, um, you know, I would say in their mid-70s and above, where they just need someone to review their information. And they're so excuse me, they're so grateful because somebody's paying attention and either reassuring that they're on the right plans or that they need to make a change. And so again, if your broker is not willing to check in with you every year, and if you're on a supplemental and a drug plan and they're not willing to review your drugs every year, then you're with the wrong broker. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think, so, so you had mentioned this uh, software tool that you use. Do all brokers use that or is that... Is I would it, say nowadays they do have access to it. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I would think that they would. That, let's put it that way. Because I because I would agree with you. I think our experience, not my personal experience, but with some of our clients has been, you know, that they just, they, they have the drugs that they have and they just pay whatever. They don't even realize what they have to pay until it comes time to pay their prescription. And so, um, but they feel like it's just a fait accompli instead of really uh, taking a deep dive into those meds. And as you and I both know, you know, people's medications can change. Shoot, I sometimes we see people, their meds change every month, right? So at least, at least in, especially in people that have chronic illness and right. the ones that are really the heavy users, right? They they usually their most expensive out of pocket every month is their medication. Right. So. Yeah. So, you know, once, and so if you miss this open enrollment period or uh, annual enrollment period, uh, come January 1st, you are in that plan for the whole year. So when your prescriptions change a lot during the year, you want to make sure you're on a plan that maybe can expand. And a lot of times patients or clients know the direction of where their prescriptions are kind of going. So in some cases, we ask them to go back to the doctor and see what they might be prescribing them in the future. So we can put that in the system and just kind of get a snapshot of, you know, like what is the worst case scenario look like uh, in the following year? That's great. So you can even do planning, which is cool. Yes. Yeah. That's great. That's great. Yeah. And then um, I know that there's, if an event happens, there's kind of this window of time that people can make a change, right? I think we talked about that earlier just a little bit. That uh, Yeah, so if you're on an Advantage plan right now, January 1st through March 31st, you can make a one-time change. And uh, there are other people that can make changes uh, throughout the year, but uh, I'm not, I'm not going to get into that. That's, uh, okay. you know, people that are on... Um, Medicaid or Medi-Cal here in California, they have some some other enrollment periods that are available to them. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think we've talked about that a little bit. In a yeah. Point. So great. Um, so what else do we need to know, Helen? Tell us. Yeah. So let me share with you. Uh, after open enrollment, I send um, everyone that's uh, wanting to hear from me throughout the year um, some post enrollment tips, and I'd love to share that with your audience if you're okay with that. Yes, yes. Yeah, I think they're super useful. 
So uh, number one is to make sure that your premiums are paid for for any changes that were made for January 1st, 2024. So go online and set up your new accounts if you've made a change, imperative. I also, number two, use your bank account instead of a credit card. Uh, credit cards, uh, they change, they expire. A lot of people don't pay attention to emails and to um, phone calls or mail that come in about this. And then if you fall off your drug plan, and this even goes with a, a, a supplemental plan or an advantage plan, if you miss all of those signals that your credit card has expired, it's going to be difficult to get you back on a plan. So that's my number two recommendation. So we kind of spoke about number three. Uh, if you're on a supplemental plan and you have your drug plan, sometimes they may start marketing you and they have the permission to call you because they're you are their um, client in a sense and start talking to you about maybe an advantage plan or getting a card for over-the-counter drugs. And so I just caution you to call me if you start getting those phone calls or if you have some questions because um, number four kind of follows this. Your voice could be your signature. Okay, I'm going to repeat that. Your voice could be your signature to move you to an advantage plan. And if you're on a supplemental plan, it's going to be very difficult to get you back. So again, any move that you want to make outside of uh, annual open enrollment, get your broker involved. That's okay. very, very important. So let's see, um, if you're looking to make a change to your Advantage plan, I just say call us for help. Remember that uh, when you work with a carrier directly, you only hear about that company's plans, okay? And we kind of spoke about this. We want to make sure that you have like doctors, hospitals, um, all that good stuff, and that that plan is the right one for you. Yeah, and when they do call that carrier, they're usually calling into a call center of some sort, right? Yeah, and they're never going to find that person again. And then they're going to be working with customer service, which is not bad. I mean, a lot of customer service is really, really good. But when you have a broker, they can answer questions for you easier, quicker. And if you have a, a bill or something that you don't understand, we can usually uh, assist in taking the first look at it. And a lot of times it's a really easy fix that we can direct you. And so, uh, yeah. I want to comment too on number one, like sure. go, go, to your, go online and set up your account. For people who don't use online services or they maybe they're not computer savvy, that's also something your broker can help you with. They well, can not really. So I will say that's the one area that they will not let us assist. And uh, you can call into the carrier and they're really good at helping people set that up. Okay. Or you can reach out to a neighbor or sponsor of some sort or someone else that can help you. Yeah. And um, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I mean, I have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of clients and, and they all figure it out. So I've never had anyone call me and say, hey, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, at the very least, they can get a coupon book and they can you know, write a check if they want to every month. So that option is always available. Well, I'm um, not tech savvy, so I... Yeah. I and, you know, and on the drug plans, they can have it taken out of their Social Security account and stuff like that. So there's a lot of other ways. But um, I, I'm just not a big advocate for the credit card because it just turns into a hassle later. Yeah. Okay, good. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so uh, num number six is uh, if you, uh, if you have a, a drug plan, please make sure you're using a preferred pharmacy or their mail order. If you're using a non-preferred pharmacy, your drug costs will be higher. 
So a lot of times um, people move from one plan to the other and they forget that their pharmacy has changed and we have to remind them that uh, their uh, preferred pharmacies may have changed. So that, that's a big one. Uh, number seven, when talking about uh, your plan with friends, family, or seeing the TV ads, please remember this. Everyone has their own medical and financial needs. Uh, their plans may not be the plan for you. And I know we spoke about this a little bit earlier. And uh, we spoke about now is the, the time for the Medicare Advantage open enrollment period from January 1st to March 31st, where you can make a one-time change. Um, number nine is a new one that's kind of come up. A lot of people are using, um, oh gosh, Ozempic. those weight loss, yeah, Ozempic and some of those weight loss drugs. Somaliaglide or something. Yeah. Um, when you're working with your broker, or even if you're doing it for yourself online, uh, this is for diabetics only under Medicare. So if you're using it for weight loss, you need to let your broker know because it may not be covered. Okay. Yeah. So this is important right now. It may change in the future, but for 2024, um, you have to be a diabetic in order for Medicare to cover this right now. That's good to hear. I mean, it's good to yeah. know. I think there is some mixed messages. Um, they're looking at more and more drugs that maybe have dual or multiple advantages for the user, for the consumer. Right. However, that doesn't necessarily mean it's been cleared through their insurance for that usage. So I think. Yeah, I did have one client um, that did not share with me that he was using it for weight loss. Um, he used to be a diabetic, but he kind of got things in control. And here's the funny thing. The, wor the more weight he loses, the less he's not in the diabetic arena. Right. And so it's kind of like the chicken and the egg thing. And I think this will, will evolve over time for right now. It's kind of one of those catch 22s. And uh, number 10, uh, your broker and myself are available all year. If you have any questions or concerns or help with, uh, you know, claims, whatever's going on. Um, and then the last thing I'm going to share with you is, is not on here. But if you intend to travel out of the country, make sure to purchase a medical plan that will cover you out of the country. Do not depend... Um, on your Medicare to cover you. So these plans are really good. They, they'll they get you home. They cover you. Um, there's a lot of complications when people have major health events out of the country. So, yeah. I, I actually had a client's mother who they traveled to uh, Cabo San Lucas and mom was walking on kind of the old town area and mm -hmm. had a severe break on her leg. Oh gosh. So Medicare did not, her insurance didn't cover her. In right. And, um, and it was a pretty penny to get, she ended up having to have stabilizing surgery on the leg, uh, even to just get her home. Yeah. And, you know, my, my, my client was actually, uh, liquidating, uh, an account here yeah. to be able to mother's medical need in Mexico. Um, and it was, it got a little complicated for sure, but it was also very expensive. So. Yes. And um, these policies are not expensive because mm -hmm. they're temporary insurance. So if you can afford the trip, you can afford to get the medical coverage while you're out of the country. Yeah. Very good advice. Very good. Yeah. Advice. And here's the other thing that people don't know. Medical records are going to be in the language of that country. 
And if you're trying to process any claims at all, you have to get it transcribed at your own cost. I mean, it's just the just the little pieces of stuff. It's like you're just trying to deal with getting healthy and then you're going to have all this other stuff. So, yeah. It's a lot in your in your client base, Helen, where you are getting some of these kind of calls or. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So they asked me, hey, um, we're going to Italy. We're going to Mexico. You know, we're going to go uh, travel to five different countries for six months because, you know, when people are retired, they start moving around. Right. And they're like, and Medicare is going to cover everything if we if we need it. Right. I'm like, no. You know, <laughs> so I send them a link and um, I let them play with what coverage is available to them. And, and um, yeah. And, and that brings up a good point. Your broker is going to have tools in their toolbox for you as you age. I mean, you're in my toolbox for my clients, right? Health advocate, you're the number one thing out there for my for my clients. But I have, you know, lots of people to help my clients as they age because things are changing and you have new needs. Yeah. 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 Well, we're gonna cut to a break, Helen. This hour is flying. I by. know. Flying by. Um, but you know, I also want everyone to know the tip sheet, the 10 tips that Helen just gave us and we'll add the travel tip, um, will be on our website. So if you want to come in, uh, we're setting up Helen, a landing page for you. It'll uh, obviously be pre-approved by you before we publish, but we'd like to be able to put your tip sheet out on that. Oh yeah, absolutely. And come in and grab it. Um, we're going to cut to a break, you guys. Um, I hope you are all uh, come back and talk with us. Again, this is an open show. So if you want to call in and you have questions, uh, we just touched on to this travel question, which I know is a big, big issue out there. So uh, so call in and talk with Helen, hear from her directly. Uh, this is Renee Balcom, and I'm your host with the See Differently Project. Come back and talk with us. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Tune in every Friday to get your weekend kickoff early. Join the legendary G. Keith Alexander for What's Hot Harlem America. The flagship show of the new Harlem America Digital Network has something for everyone. From the latest in entertainment to empowerment, health and wellness, and more, we'll bring you a variety of fresh viewpoints, voices, and ideas. What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander can be heard every Friday at 1 p.m. in New York and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. 
Welcome back to the See Differently Project. Have a question for Renee or her guest? Join us on the show at 866-472-5787. That's 866-472-5787. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. Um, This is Renee Balcom, and I'm here with my guest, Helen Ornelas of Ornelas & Associates. So we're going to shift. We're going to take a little shift here because one of the one of the products that have come it's it's kind of resurging in the market that I want Helen to talk with us about is long term care insurance. And there was a point in time I have to be honest that I was not favorable of this insurance because um, the triggers that were required to enact to the insurance was very difficult. But there's been a lot of changes in that area. And I, I want Helen to enlighten us, talk to us about what's new with long-term care insurance, and uh, tell us what we should expect. So, Helen. The floor. All right. So this is always a, a topic that comes up as I'm working with my uh, clients. But also, um, as I'm working with business owners, uh, they start to age, their parents age. And so this comes up quite a bit. So most people right now are 100% self-insuring. And so I want to share with people what that means. That means you're going to use your assets to pay for a long-term care event. You're going to liquidate your assets, your cash, and uh, potentially ask your children and other people to assist with that. Um, um, we can hear you, Helen. Okay, great. So it says my battery's low and I'm plugged in. Okay, so anyways, um, let me get, uh, Renee, can you just, I need a second. Okay, all right. So so the subject of long-term care um, is uh, definitely a conversation Helen and I have had um, together about my myself, in fact. And, and you know, I want to be very transparent with our audience it's an expense that I've really had to ask whether or not it's something that I need. Um, but as Helen was saying, it's important to understand that if if I have, and I'm I'm young, I just turned uh, 66 this month, um, I'm in pretty good health, and I don't foresee an immediate need for this care. However, um, you know, life changes rapidly, and we. All right, I'm back. Sorry about that technical difficulty there. But as a as a healthcare advocate, we have clients right now that we're working with that you know their adult children are stepping in you know to the tune of a couple of thousand dollars a month each just to assist mom in her care. So um, so Helen, I think that's where you left off. Just yeah, <laughs> self insure or to rely on family and friends and associates to assist you in your long term care needs. Right, and so. Um- I'm going to share with you the typical ways that this uh, you can co-insure or get long-term care. So we have your typical long-term care policy standalone. It's kind of a use it or lose it um, in the sense that uh, if you don't use the plan, it goes away. The rates are not guaranteed, so they can go up, which can be a problem. And um, I usually don't go down this road unless somebody, uh, this is all they can afford or this is what they want. My recommendation is to do life insurance with a long-term care rider because the rate is guaranteed. You have both the life and the long-term care option, and you can kind of designate what percentage of that death benefit will go to long-term care, and uh, you know that that's going to be there. 
The third option is to get life insurance with accelerated benefit riders, and that allows you to use part of the death benefit should you have a long-term care type of event, but it is not long-term care. So it's just, yeah, and that's for a critical, chronic, or terminal illness. And then the uh, last option that I have right now is home health care hours, where you can purchase a plan to uh, co-pay for care at home. And this is where most people want to spend their time. They want to stay home as long as they can and have people come in to help them. And, you know, in the past, we used to think, oh, I shouldn't even think about long-term care until I'm in my 60s or 50s, right? Well, by then, it's so expensive, nobody purchases it. I mean, I quote it all year round, and the people that are asking for it, you know, it's four to $800 a month per person minimally. And so they don't do it. They just walk away. And so what I'm encouraging families to do is to purchase a policy as young as you can. Uh, the life insurance with a long-term care rider, you can usually do that from age 20 and up. And you can pay it 10 years, 20 years, pay it up at 65. There's ways to get out of it. But you could also put a life insurance product in that builds up enough cash value so that it can be used for a long-term care event. And um, so my recommendation is let's get this money set aside and uh, decide how that's going to be done when you're in your 20s and 30s and not wait until you're 50, 60, 70 years old to figure this out. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so a question that I have, because listen, when we think about things like assisted living and some of those even going outside of the home, it's becoming more and more impossible financially for people to be able to do that. Right. In the, in the market, we're hearing, uh, uh, increases for assisted living as high as $14,000 a month now. Um, the, and that's if they have room, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. The federal and state um, uh, laws that are now requiring a $25 minimum uh, wage to anyone in the healthcare industry, right. including editorial services, etc., is just driving the costs of of community living off the charts. Most right. you know about you, but there are very, very few people that can afford a $14,000 a month care bill, right? And that's and that's base level, right? If they have extended- Yeah, um, memory care is even more. Can go higher, right? So, and then we're seeing board and care where it's maybe a home with a six bed or 10 bed home, right? Where you're sharing a room and a bathroom uh, those are running, you know, between 6,500 and up now. So, yeah. so the stay at home and, and listen, my experience has been that staying at home is actually a better experience. You're going to, you're going to get better care. You're going to be in an environment that you um, are familiar with. And so if you can have and can afford to have home in home care and pay for some supportive care at home. And, you know, the other the other question that comes to us all the time, oh, you know, my dad needs 24 seven care. Well, that's not even true. I have only in in the, you know, 15 plus years I've been doing this. I've only had one client ever that needed 24 seven care, right? Most people, first of all, you're sleeping a period of that time, right? It's not like dad is roaming all over the house. So usually, hopefully not. Yeah, 
he's in his chair for most of the day. And most people don't want someone just sitting and staring at them all day, right? So so it's really unusual for someone to need 24-7 care. So if you have one of these policies and you're subsidizing your care needs through insurance and then maybe a little bit of out-of-pocket, it's completely right. right? It's completely Yeah, right. and um, this is where I think couples and people that are single need to have conversations with the people around them that are going to help it, uh, way before an event happens. Like, what is this going to look like? What what resources are you going to use? Um, I do share with um, siblings and children that if you are more financially available to get a policy on your relative that you know may have a need or can't afford it, that it's very much worth it because by the time that freight train comes to you, it's going to be much more expensive than it was at uh, getting a policy in place. So um, I, for my mom, for example, uh, early on, um, I knew she would probably end up in care. So I purchased a long-term care policy for her in the sense that I paid for it. And sure enough, like four or five years later, she was in care. And it was much more manageable because we had this policy. Um, our out-of-pocket expense was minimal. And it was well worth the investment because otherwise my sisters and I would, would have to figure out, you know, five, eight, ten thousand a month. How are we going to do that? Yeah. 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 And I think it's a great plan. I think, you know, all too often we believe uh, we're invincible and we're never going to. Right. See, right. And and listen, and I'm as guilty as the next guy of that, you know, mentality. But in truth, um, we can actually give a gift to our children and our parents by sitting down and having these conversations, right? Yes. It's a collective conversation that, um, you know, even though it's hard, it, it may be difficult to go through some of that conversation. Um, at the end of it all, there's a sense of satisfaction that, look, we're in this together. We're taking care of it now and we're pre-planning. And so, so I think that's actually a beautiful thing. And um, I was fortunate enough with my mother that she, uh, we sat down and made some plans with her and she, you know, she took a lot of pride in that, to be honest with you. Right. She was prepared and equipped. And ultimately, like you're saying with your own mother, right? Ultimately, there's a sense of satisfaction that, hey, we did the responsible thing here, right? We're not, still, right. you know, recycling soda bottles to figure <laughs> out how to pay for mom's care, you know, so... Yeah, I still hear people saying, oh, my daughter's just going to take care of me or, you know, my wife's going to take care of me. I'm going to go out in the backyard and, you know, shoot myself in the head. Just the crazy stuff that people say. But, I mean, really, your your daughter with a husband and kids is going to pick up their life to come. I mean, are you do you really want to do that to them? Yeah. And so I have some really uh, frank conversations with people to kind of walk through what does that really look like, right? They're three states away. Now you're going to have seven people living in your house and one of them's going to stop working. I mean, it's just kind of, yeah. kind of absurd, right? Well, I, again, I shared with you off air about a client that I have that's had, has major health crisis going on right now. His daughter's in New Zealand. Right. She's going to put him on an airplane. And it's like, no, that is not, that is not the solution. <laughs> that's not going to happen. And, and it's certainly not going to happen without really a uh, potential for tragedy in his life. Right. Because that's quite the journey. Um, 
And unfortunately, he would be traveling with his wife and she would be the one to have that experience with him. And it's just not fair, to be honest with you. Yeah, I know we're getting close to the to the end here, but I do want to share with you the amount of stress and pressure on the surviving spouse is immense. And not having uh, care or having people to come in and help actually shortens the lifespan of the surviving spouse. So, I mean, you just really need to have an honest conversation about what that's going to look like in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Helen, we're down to the last few minutes. I know. Can you believe it? Please tell everyone how they can find you. You are a gift to us in your knowledge. Uh, Thank you. I appreciate you so much. I want everyone to know I'm guilty as charged. You know, Helen has been trying to corral me (laughs) a while. And whenever we get to sit and talk about it, you know, my feelers come up and it's like, Renee, you need to take action. So for those of you who are listening and you haven't taken action, I hope we've hit that guilty spot for you and you will take action on these subjects today. So Helen, how do we meet you or how do we get a hold of you? Sure. So uh, I'm a broker for uh, individual life, long-term care, disability, and Medicare. And um, I specialize in working with business owners and their family members, but I'm available to anybody. I can be reached at Helen at ornellasinsurance.com and that's helen o-r-n-e-l-l-a-s insurance.com or uh, ornellasinsurance.com for the website if you want to call me uh, 916-804-9888 and believe it or not I will most likely pick up the phone and start talking to you you're well and again you make yourself available yes helpful to anyone that calls so anyone yeah. that has questions reach out to Helen. Um, Helen, thank you for being a part of our show today. We definitely will have you back. There's so much more. Thank you. Um, And I want everyone to know next week, we're going to actually talk to our guest next week has uh, gone through a couple of bouts of cancer. And then also um, her mother uh, decided to exercise the right to die cocktail. And so she has that experience to share with us. Uh, there's a lot of controversy and conversation about her navigating the healthcare system with the level, the type of cancer she's had, and then also this conversation about her mother. So tune in next week. It's going to be really fascinating. So uh, we appreciate everyone. Take good care of yourselves, and we look forward to talking to you next week. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the See Differently Project. With your host, Renee Balcom, we hope we have given you some insight into the business of care, and we hope you are empowered in your own care needs. Until we talk again, have a wonderful week.